It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network presents NHL Entry Draft Coverage, a look at the future of Sharks hockey. Hello, Sharks fans. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Welcome to our coverage of the 2023 National Hockey League's Entry Draft, which took place in Nashville, Tennessee. Day one of the draft was a very exciting day for everyone. There weren't any trades announced all day long because of the fact that the league's draft is so deep filled with with outstanding players for the NHL's future. And so nobody wanted to trade any of those picks away. The crowd was very excited at Bridgestone Arena as Commissioner Gary Bettman walked to the podium. Welcome to all the prospects, family members, and friends, and especially the hockey fans here with us in Bridgestone Arena. And welcome to the many more watching around the world. Welcome to the 2023 Upper Deck NHL Draft. Two nights ago, in this building, we honored the very best of the spectacular 2022-23 NHL season at the NHL Awards. Tonight and tomorrow, we celebrate the future of our clubs. So, that means we'll have had two major NHL events within four days in Nashville. The city, this city also has hosted a previous draft and within the last seven years an All-Star game, a Stadium Series game, and a Stanley Cup final. The, there should be no doubt that Nashville loves and supports NHL hockey. So thank you. There was no surprise with the first pick overall when Connor Bedard was taken by the Chicago Blackhawks. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. But that's where the drama began as general manager Pat Verbeek of the Anaheim Ducks stepped forward to make his club's second overall pick. With our first selection, we are proud to select from Orbro SHL, Leo Carlson. A lot of people expected that center Adam Fantilli from the University of Michigan would go second overall, and so Columbus Blue Jackets general manager Jarmo Kekalainen had a golden opportunity for his franchise. Columbus Blue Jackets are proud to select from University of Michigan, Adam Fantilli. And then after a lot of waiting, it was time for the San Jose Sharks to make their selection. General Manager Mike Greer stepped forward, thanked everybody in the city of Nashville for all of their hospitality, and then turned the microphone over for the pick. To make our pick is Sharks legend, NHL all-time games played leader, Patrick Marlowe. 
With the fourth selection overall, the San Jose Sharks are proud to select Will Smith from USA Development Program. From that point on, there was excitement all the way through the top ten. And there were some surprising selections as well. To make our selection, I will invite up our former fifth overall in 2005, Carey Price. Bonsoir. Le Canadien de Montréal are proud to select David... <laughs> we planned it that way. David Reinbacker. Reinbacher. <laughs> and to make our selection, I'd like to invite Ryan Janikowski. The Arizona Coyotes are proud to select from Locomotive Yaroslavl Dmitry Simashev. With the uh, seventh select, seventh selection of the draft, the Flyers are proud to select from St. Petersburg in the KHL, Matvey Mishkov. All in all, the Sharks were really excited to be able to take Will Smith fourth overall. He's only 17 years of age on the day of his draft, and he'll turn 18 over the summer. He played in 60 games this past season for USA Hockey's National Team Development Program's Under-18 Club. He had 51 goals, 76 assists, 127 points, and was one of the most exciting players in the history of the program. He's from Lexington, Massachusetts, 6 foot tall, 180 pounds, and he's going to play college hockey at Boston College of Hockey East. Let's meet the Sharks' top draft pick, setter Will Smith. Will Smith is the first selection of the San Jose Sharks in the 2023 National Hockey League entry draft, fourth overall. Will, give us your reaction about being drafted by the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, I already love the colors, uh, and the jerseys are pretty sweet. Tell me a little bit about your background. I know that uh, you have a little connection, perhaps, to the Greer family, given the fact that Mike Greer played at St. Sebastian's, and so did you. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, his son, Jaden. I mean, we played together for a year. Um, I mean, we're always around the rings together, so it's uh, it's pretty cool that this all uh, worked out. Tell us a little bit about the process of going through uh, the path to get to the National Hockey League entry draft. You played at St. Sebastian's. You were with the Boston Junior Eagles before going to the U.S. National Development Program. Uh, tell us uh, that path and and your experiences playing in Michigan. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it's pretty cool path the way the way it, uh, it happened, and um, I mean, from the Eagles up to. Uh, St. Sebastian's all the way to the program. Uh, I mean, I loved every stop, and um, I wouldn't be here without them. You wear number two, and I'm told that's because you're a big Brian Leach fan, and so you've got something in common with him with your with your trip potentially here to Boston College in the fall. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, people don't really like that I wear number two. They say it's a defenseman number, but I've worn it my whole life, and um, it is switching up next year. But, um, yeah, I do, uh, I do love Brian Leach. Listen, well, just remember that one of the greatest hockey players in the history of the NHL, Jean Beliveau, wore number four, and Vinny LeCavalier copied him. So why not? A forward can wear a low number like that below number five. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Tell me a little bit about your uh, style of play. Uh, looking at the stats, it looks as if you're a pretty complete hockey player. You score a lot of goals. You set up a lot of, of line mates for assists. Uh, give us the the sort of on one foot uh, explanation of what Will Smith is like as a hockey player. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm an exciting player to watch every shift, and 
um, I take pride in that. And um, I try to be a, a goal scorer and a playmaker in one. And uh, I mean, this year I, I really took pride and wanted to play with Gabe and, and, and Leonard. And um, they helped me out so much and uh, trying to play a 200 foot game as well. How much contact did you have with the San Jose Sharks before you were drafted? Uh, I had a good amount. Um, I mean, saw them in the combo, went out to dinner. So I definitely got to know them. And you're on your way to Boston College. So give us your thoughts on becoming a Boston College Eagle in the fall. I mean, I can't wait. It's been a dream of mine ever since I've been a kid. So the first time I get to uh, play for BC will be pretty special. They were your favorite team growing up as far as the college programs were concerned? Yeah, 100%. Well, so what about the fact that your uh, uh, your general manager went to BU? That's got to kind of grate you a little bit. Yeah, and head coach coached at BU too. So uh, we talked about that on stage, which was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, we'll, I think we'll work it out. I think it will too. Final thoughts on on what your plans for the summer are, Will, and uh, and how you're looking forward to becoming a member of the Sharks organization, even from afar at BC. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to uh, go to development camp and um, you know get to be around the organization more and uh, get around BC too to get get ready for school and uh, the season coming up. Well, we are really thrilled to have you as a member of the San Jose Sharks organization. Congratulations on a great day for you and your family. I see there were a lot of smiles in the Will Smith camp when you were selected by the Sharks, and we look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you very much. You're listening to NHL Entry Draft Coverage on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Drew Amenda is with us live from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the Paris of the Prairies, to chat about the National Hockey League entry draft. And, Drew, there was absolutely no drama whatsoever when Connor <laughs> Bedard was selected by the Chicago Blackhawks first overall. But the drama began with pick number two. People thought that Pat Verbeek might take a player that was unexpected. Not that Leo Carlson is totally unexpected. He was in that top group. But there was a bit of a gasp from everybody when his name was selected and when he stepped up. Yeah, they thought maybe that, that um, Adam Fantilli would be the, the number two guy to go to Anaheim. Adam Fantilli from the University of Michigan is just a, a terrific player, a guy that has uh, maybe the most ready-to-go-in-the-NHL type of player right now, and he can play up and down your lineup. One of the things that Pat Verbeek said after they picked uh, Leo Carlson was the fact that the – they liked the fact of his two-way ability. They liked the fact that he was able to um, be good defensively. And they liked the fact that he could play up and down the lineup. Well, and he's a very, very versatile player. He can play wing or center, although they obviously see him as a center iceman. But there was some talk before the draft that they might take Matvey Michkov with that second pick and might go off the board a little bit, uh, even though Michkov also is extremely highly regarded. Uh, basically, Yarmo Kekalainen and John Davidson sprinted as fast as they could to the podium to make sure they drafted Adam Fantilli, who obviously was a, a consensus top three pick. But that brought us to San Jose Sharks hockey. And Will Smith, the fresh prince of San Jose, was selected uh, by Mike <laughs> Greer. Here's an interesting story for you, Drew. Do you know why he wears number two? No, I mean, they tried to talk about it on the on the broadcast on, here in, in Canada. It was it, Number two was for him different. But wasn't it because of was it because of Leach? Yes. Brian Leach was his favorite player growing up. So he always wore number two. Even though he's a forward, Leach was a defenseman. Uh, he's going to BC where Brian Leach went to college for a year. And uh, here's the interesting thing. He played high school hockey or prep hockey at St. Sebastian's for one year before he went to the U.S. National Team Development Program where a teammate was Mike Rear's son. 
So yes. The Greer family and the Smith family have known each other for a long time. And of course, Timmy Burke with his longtime Massachusetts connections, along with Scott Fitzgerald, who's the director of player personnel for the Sharks, makes this a pretty easy pick, I think. But what do you think that that finally went into the selection? I mean, he has a reputation for being a game-changing type of a player, scores goals and has lots of assists, a real point producer and a uh, an energy guy. Tell us, uh, what would make you take him ahead of perhaps a guy that was at one time rated number one overall? Game-breaking offensive ability. If you look at his numbers with the U.S. National Development Team, it is only behind Jack Hughes that he is trailing. He was amazing this year. He's one of those guys, Danny, if you lose track of him in the in the defensive zone or in the offensive zone, he's going to sprint. He's going to blow the zone. He's going to be gone, and you will not be able to catch him. Once he gets the puck past the red line offensively, he is dynamite. He is dangerous. He's no joke, man. This guy is as serious as a heart attack when it comes to what he does when he has the puck, and he's played on one of the best, most dominating lines in the U.S. National Development Team history. I don't think the um, the relationship with with the Greer family hurt him. In fact, they put a picture up uh, on the Sportsnet broadcast here in Canada with him and his buddies and and uh, Mike's son, who put pretty good junior uh, tier two junior player himself. I uh, was in the photo with their arms around each other. Um, what I think really impressed, I mean, this is just a guess on my part, nobody's spoken to me, but I think what really impressed the Sharks or impressed anybody was the fact that when he didn't make the uh, World Championship junior team, he didn't pout, he didn't sulk, he let that inspire him more. And you look at his numbers, he played 60 games this year and was, um, off the top of my head, 127 points, if I remember correctly. And when you look at when you look at his games, when you look at the way he plays, um, he is a game-breaking guy. Center iceman, which you want, but a guy that you know you, you know as well as I do. Center iceman, you, you want to get as many as you can because you can make center iceman wingers. So, but when you look at his ability, his he projects to be a top three forward in the National Hockey League. He is going to contribute on the power play, and. There are some talk from scouts, and one of the reasons that he was at number four or number three is defensively, um, he, he is, his game isn't as solid as you want to see. But that's why you hire coaches. He'll learn that. He'll learn that being around guys like Logan Couture. He'll learn that with that coaching staff, David Quinn. Um, but the other aspect I really liked about him is that when he uh, his walk-up music, and I didn't know that the draft picks could choose their own walk-up music, was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's hilarious. Of course, now it's going to be the Fresh Prince of San Jose, which is another city in California, just not the same one. Uh, I think that it was really interesting and really cool to see that Patrick Marlowe stepped up to the yes. microphone and made the announcement that Will Smith was drafted. Of course, Patrick Marlowe has had an incredible career, and I'm really happy to see that he's part of the Sharks organization now. I'm in 100% agreement with you. Um, what we see now across the National Hockey League when people are hiring their staff is that you're seeing more and more former players who were significant players for a team come back to the fold and make contributions off the ice. We know that culture matters within the San Jose Sharks. We know that culture is a big, big factor in driving your team forward. I think Jonathan Becker and Mike Greer 
did a smart thing in bringing Patrick back. He's going to really help the guys. You and I saw it on a day-to-day basis, Danny. We saw how Patrick Marlowe wanted to get better day-to-day, was out in the ice with Pavelski and Burns and Thornton, wanted to make sure he was trying and working as hard as he can. And what we've seen with players, and and these guys are great young players, right? Coming in, getting drafted. This is step one in their National Hockey League career. This is just... This, this is the easiest part of their, their career. Their name gets called, they put a jersey on, shake a bunch of hands, everybody tells them they're great. Then they got to go to work. Patrick Marlowe will help the young guys. He'll help Will Smith tremendously when he gets to San Jose. Absolutely. And of course, that all starts with development camp. One of the great things is that college players can attend development camp as long as they pay all of their expenses. So he'll be able to do that. But the big question is, how long do we think he's going to be in college? Theoretically, they can play four years there. But I think that the the conventional wisdom would be two years maximum before he decides to turn pro. How do you usually generally decide that if you're a young player? Well, I think for first off, from the organization's point of view, we're going to have to keep our eye on on David Quinn and and Mike Greer because if BC beats BU um, <laughs> a couple of times, we might see him get called up to the Sharks quicker rather than. <laughs> yeah, but later. Scott Gordon will be saying, "No, no, no, let him stay right. in college," because right. Scott Gordon He's went to BC. <laughs> exactly. He's got to develop. Take it easy. <laughs> but I think you know that's 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 really the question, isn't it? I mean, we're in a hurry always to make sure just team starts winning. But I think Mike Greer and Tom Holy and the entire staff and Jonathan Becker and his staff have made it clear this is a, a, a project that's going to build the Sharks back to being the great team they were for so many years when Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, and Danny Boyle and Brent Burns, Logan Couture was a young man. Those Those guys, you know, Will Smith is probably, you know, one of those guys now where the sharks will depend on. So they're not the big thing. The smart thing is, and you try to build up your, your development pro, uh, prospects. You try to build up your young guys. You hope that he becomes one of those guys and he does great things and dominates at college. And then you pick him off the vine when he's ready. Drew Remender with us on the Sharks Audio Network. Oh, did it surprise you that after Will Smith got drafted, Drew, that David Reinbacher went to the Canadians and then Dmitry Simashev, another defenseman, went to Arizona before Matvey Michkov got selected by Philly? Yeah, I think there's a little, there's concern, obviously, for Michkov. But Michkov is is a very, very talented player. And before the whole Russian-Ukraine thing started, before uh, Putin began his invasion, when we were talking about international games, we were talking about international tournaments for the under 18 group, you were talking Mitchkoff versus Bedard. That was the two guys mentioned in the same breath. And then that, of course, all changed. Mitchkoff, there, there are some concerns there um, with coming out of Russia. Does he want to play in, in North America? How long do we have to wait? So Philadelphia, who's embraced a full change and full rebuild, they're willing to wait. The other aspect is when when uh, when you look at Montreal, you've got a right-handed shooting defense in Reinbacher. You've got a guy who's a big guy, really well-rounded defensively. He's a guy that um, um, comes out of Austria, which not very many Austrians in the national in the National Hockey League. Uh, played in in Switzerland. He is again another guy that they look at. And, you know, a couple of years could be ready to play. I do believe he still 
at least one more year in school. And he talked about the fact that he's also, as part of his schooling, he's got a job as a headhunter. And so he uh, he was interviewed and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm still committed to that. I got one more year left to school and, and that's part of the job. And it takes me away from hockey, which I don't mind. But a real, real, I think the solid pick is in the years go by if, if the, the scouts are right and the, and the perspective is correct, he's going to be one of those really solid NHL two-way defensemen. As far as Arizona goes, um, it was an interesting off-the-board pick. The scouts looked at the uh, looked at it and went, um, "Well, okay, that's that's um, interesting." But again, defenseman in the in the top in the top, um, I think it was twelve or fourteen picks. There were ten centermen taken, so defensemen are starting to go now. Uh, Pittsburgh just took uh, Braden Yeager from Saskatoon. I've known his dad and his his dad and his granddad since I was. 18 years old and show you Danny I'm getting old and the other thing is boy was there ever a sale on blue suits holy mackerel there's a lot of blue going on at the National Hockey League draft well nobody's <laughs> feeling blue in San Jose they're all feeling really excited <laughs> and Drew we've got more coming up in our coverage here on the Sharks Audio Network you're listening to NHL entry draft coverage on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network of course, the Sharks weren't finished after drafting Will Smith number four. They had a second pick in the first round at number 26. With the 26th pick, the Sharks are proud to select from the Sudbury Wolves, Quentin Musty. Quentin Musty is the 26th overall pick that the Sharks have selected, second pick in the first round, and he is with us, a left winger from the Sudbury Wolves of the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, Quentin, what are your thoughts on being drafted in the NHL in the first round and by the San Jose Sharks? Yeah, it's obviously a, you know, dream come true, just, you know, growing up, you know, playing hockey from such a young age and, you know, wanting to do this for a living. This is just one step closer doing that. And, uh, yeah, obviously the Sharks, you know, great organization, you know, they're young and exciting team right now. And, yeah, can't wait to be a part of it at that camp and hopefully in the future as well. You have a very interesting background. First of all, uh, your sister's a goalie, and she's still playing as a 15-year-old, so you got somebody to shoot at. But beyond that, uh, you had an opportunity perhaps to go to uh, the route of college hockey, and you chose to go to the Ontario Hockey League and play for the Sudbury Wolves instead uh, while growing up in the Buffalo area. Tell us about that decision and why you decided to do that. Yeah, I think just uh, looking at the OHL, obviously, uh, you know, the college route's really intriguing for, you know, players in the States. But, yeah, just looking at the OHL, it just seemed like the most pro and closest thing to the NHL I could I could find for junior hockey. And, yeah, eventually those those coaches that I had there and obviously my teammates as well, you know, brought me to this moment. So, yeah, I'm forever, you know, grateful to play in Sudbury and the OHL. Kind of interesting that uh, when the Sharks drafted Patrick Marlowe back in the late 1990s, he was only 17 years of age. And I'm noticing that you're not going to be 18 until July the 6th. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a career that was as long as Patrick Marlowe's? Yeah, obviously, you know, growing up watching him since, you know, I was born, to, you know, a couple of years ago now. And yeah, he's a, he's a great player and, you know, played for a long time. Hopefully, you know, that's obviously the goal for, I think, all the players being drafted tonight and tomorrow is to, you know, play as long as you can. Cause I think, you know, every one of us loves the sport and, you know, wants to play it as long as we can. Hamburg is just South of Buffalo. So you probably grew up a Sabres fan played for the Buffalo junior Sabres. Who were your favorite players growing up? 
Um, growing up, I was actually uh, a Red Wings and Sabres fan, mostly a Red Wings fan because of my dad. And yeah, I grew up watching, you know, Dotsuk, Zetterberg, Lidstrom, and, you know, Cronwell were my four favorite players growing up. And yeah, that's kind of why I kept playing hockey was the, the things Dotsuk was doing back then. So. Well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned those players because you kind of combine some of all of their best qualities. Uh, we're told that you've got great vision on the ice, but you also like to get into the dirty areas out in front of the net and have a big presence there. Would that be pretty accurate? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with my size, I play, play pretty physical, but I also got a lot of skill. And yeah, I just like to, you know, kind of play that complete game and, you know, have fun doing it. What do you know about San Jose? Um, not much. Uh, my buddy, Joey Muldowney drafted there and told me it's a nice spot. And obviously in California, one of the best States to live in. So yeah, hopefully it's fun. You looking forward to your first development camp coming up in a couple of weeks? Yeah, it'll be great to, you know, see some guys and, you know, just kind of, kind of try and prove my worth out there and, you know, try and show them why, uh, you know, why they took that chance on me and try and make them proud that way. Well, on behalf of the San Jose Sharks organization, Quentin, welcome to the San Jose Sharks. Congratulations on being drafted. We look forward to seeing you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. You're listening to NHL Entry Draft Coverage on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. What a spectacular first round of the NHL draft. The San Jose Sharks taking two U.S.-born players. One of them, Will Smith, was one of the expected players. Another one, Quentin Musty, maybe an underrated player, but a guy who was first overall in the National Hockey League draft. Joining us on the show right now, Ted Ramey and Nick Nolenberger here in the Sharks studio. And all the way from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the Paris of the Prairies, we've got Drew Remenda. Drew, what are your thoughts on the overall proceedings? Um, first off, as I mentioned to you last time we talked, Danny, holy blue suits. My goodness me. There was there was a there was a blue suit convention going on. Other than that, and you know I'm going to, I was gonna look at that. Um, other than that, we got to do something about NHL players and the young guys nowadays always wanting to show their ankles uh when they're wearing a suit. We have to we have to step in, I think, as older members of society, Nick and Ted, especially Danny and me being the older members, um, we have to make sure we stop this now. I, I don't think we can wait anymore. Other than that, guys, um, this was a deep draft, and you you saw the stats of everybody coming up when they got picked. This was a, a group of players in the first 32 picks that are very – very highly rated for reasons. And you see, the one thing that struck me was how big these kids are. Like, holy mackerel. And Muskie, Muskie is, he's huge. Tower over Mike Greer. So overall, I look at it and I like what the Sharks did. There's some work to be done there. They've got two solid picks that can be top performers for their team. And I look at it and I went, okay, good job, Mike Greer. Good job, San Jose. And everybody else, man. If if these guys turn out to be what we think they're going to be, or what the prospects say, the perspectives say they are, the talent in the NHL just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Drew, just to ask you in terms of Musty and the fact that if you look at the reports, they talk about that room to grow. In terms of drafting a player's ceiling, is that what they did more with Musty as opposed to Smith? Yeah, they liked his size. Um, he has he was a an even strength point getter big time. I mean, I think is like his even strength. He only had 17 of his points or 22% on the power play. So he's a good even strength guy. 
He can use improvement in his skating, but that can be done. I mean, he's not even, he's 17. He's going to be 18 in about six, seven days. So that can, that can come along. He's got a good shot. He has excellent puck control skills. And you would think that being the size he is, he's able to protect the puck so well. Um, but overall, what you look at him, I look at him and I see the offensive upside. I see the ability to be, you know, to be physical because he is a big guy. And the two things that people in the scouts were talking about were his consistency, which we all strive for, but especially when you're in the NHL and his, his skating, those things can be worked on. Those things can be coached. You know, Drew, in your uh, old-time philosophy of never sacrificing fashion for comfort, I suppose that yeah. the winner has to be Gabriel Perot, the New York Rangers first-round draft pick who was selected 23rd overall. He had the gigantic zoot suit on with the sunglasses. Took the sunglasses mm-hmm. off after he fell a little bit in the ratings, but uh, what about his game? Yannick Perot's son um, for NHL. It was interesting today, too, wasn't it, to see how many – former NHLers sons. And we see that all the time um, nowadays where the guys that played in the NHL, now their sons are getting drafted. Um, Yannick Perot going to the New York Rangers, was, or I'm sorry, um, what's Gabriel, his first name? Sorry. Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel Perot. I'm getting, I'm getting Yannick on the head. Um, he was around with his dad when they won the Stanley Cup in Chicago. His dad was a member of the front office. And Gabriel goes to the New York Rangers. But again, when you when you listened and watched everybody um, as far as the scouts talking and the experts talking about their their abilities, you know, the fact that he dropped down to the number that he was at isn't an indication that he's not a good player. This this first round was just so deep. And I think one of the things that you look at when you see a guy who's the son of an NHLer, somebody that grew up around the game, right? Somebody who's been there a long time understands the NHL maybe before um, some of the other guys who didn't grow up in the NHL. So I think that's a good pick for the Rangers. Drew, uh, just this being Mike Greer's first draft and, you know, last year he came in this year, his fingerprints are all over it. Now every draft's different, but you mentioned size and, you know, yeah. what I noticed in that first round was the Sharks maybe going a little bit bigger than what we've seen in the last couple of years. Are you seeing kind of a, a change in philosophy for the Sharks? I think so, Nick. I think that's a good point. I mean, when you look at it, the game, look at who won the Stanley Cup this year. And, you know, we're a copycat league, right? I mean, we, we see somebody who does it, and let's do it that way. And, you know, years ago it was Detroit and no penalties and all skill, and let's try to get those guys. And then Chicago won it being fast and being quick. And then L.A. came in and won it a couple of times, and they were big and heavy. And everybody bounces around to try to copycat the, the winner. So let's look at the Vegas Golden Knights. Huge. The, this, the biggest defense, the most mobile defense in the National Hockey League. And their big guys are big guys. Their top players are big, strong players. We know the NHL guys isn't as physical as it used to be, but that doesn't mean it's not physical. That doesn't mean you can't, you, you can't impose your will through sheer size and strength. So yeah, I like the fact that they're getting bigger. I like the fact that they went down the middle getting bigger. You need that. You need to have that pushback. You need to have, as David Quinn uh, said so many times this year, that in your game in order to be successful as a National Hockey League player. And both the players that the, the Sharks picked in Smith and uh, Lusky definitely look like they have that in their game. 
Well, you need the mm-mm, but you also need the uh-huh in your game, too. And uh, that uh, that kind of jumped out at me when the Detroit Red Wings selected Axel Sandin Pelika in their first round, a defenseman from Sweden. Uh, obviously, the Red Wings know something about drafting defensemen from Sweden, given the fact that their top scout there is Nicholas Lidstrom, one of the greatest players ever. But uh, didn't you think that that was sort of falling right into line with Detroit? Instead of drafting that big, strong, strapping guy you talked about, they drafted a guy with skill and smarts. Well, we've we've noticed with Steve Eisenman and guys, you know, we look at the defense of the of the Detroit Red Wings, and you look at them and go, yeah, okay, they've got some players, but. Has anybody gone wrong drafting a Swedish defenseman in the national into the national league? <laughs> and there were a couple of them today, right? But you know, here's the thing: it's funny when you when you watch the draft, you think to yourself, "Ooh, we get that guy," or "Ooh, you get that guy," or "He got that guy." You don't really want to be in the position, do you, to be drafting in the first round? You don't want to be in that position to be drafting players in the first round. We find ourselves in that position out of necessity out of the way the team played, but you want to be that team that's drafting maybe in the second round because you've had so much success like the Sharks had for so many years. But Steve Eiserman, um, nobody can doubt his ability to build a team because he did it in Tampa and he's doing it in Detroit. We all thought Detroit was going to be a little bit better this past season. They didn't. He sold off some assets and then now he's trying to build it back up again. By the way, since we're on the topic of people from uh, from your home province, how do you think that Saskatoon did? You had uh, Pittsburgh taking a guy, Braden Yeager, that uh, that you've yeah. known since he was a little kid. And then also uh, Tanner Molendyke, who played for the Saskatoon Blades, went to the Nashville Predators. Give us your thoughts on those first rounders. Well, you look at Molendyke. First of all, uh, Yeager, um, I've known his, his dad and his granddad for a long, long time, um, almost my entire life. Uh, I've known Cam his entire life and and Trev played hockey with my dad and was a Trev was a goalie terrific guy terrific hockey guy and Trev used to work for the Saskatoon Blades as a goalie coach way back in the day. Uh, Braden Yeager is a very talented young man, um, good size, got a little nasty in him, uh, WHL guy, so you know he's going to play with some edge. Um, as far as Molendyke goes, he didn't have a, a great start to the season. Then he got better. This kid blocks shots with his face, and he get back up and continue to play. He's physical. He is a good skating defenseman. He's a player that you look at, and in a few years, you'll be talking about him as one of the more rugged, tough, hard-nosed, defensively stalwart uh, players in the National Hockey League. He's he's a good pick, but it's going to take, again, it's going to take a few years for him to, to make the NHL, but Danny... We also know, and guys, we also know that Nashville, they uh, they draft pretty well when it comes to defensemen. Oh, yes. They've done a really good job at that. And, of course, that brings us uh, full circle back to the Sharks picks, guys. First of all, I'm really excited about uh, what we're going to deal with with the development camp, Nick. And you're, you're of course, going to be calling the game. Uh, uh, that is the scrimmage in that development camp. Two Americans in the first round, very, very highly regarded. Will Smith, a, a real game changer, they tell us. And a musty, a guy that is going to develop into a hard-nosed guy that gets to the net front and plays the kind of game that David Quinn was looking for. But what else do we have to look forward to in the development camp? 
Well, one of the best things about the development camp is that it comes about a week after the draft. So we get to see these guys firsthand. We'll get to see them on the ice. They'll test them off the ice. There's some psychological stuff that goes into it. Uh, they'll be in the gym. So it's a great week to, to be able to meet these guys, get them assimilated. I know Mike Grew mentioned it. It allows the players to feel like they're Sharks for a week and brings them into the organization. So it'll be a, a great opportunity firsthand to see these guys in the next few days. But you talk about the Sharks where they're at. You never want to pick in the top five because that means you're you're struggling as an organization a little bit. But you've got to build the, the cupboard, if you will. So you take two players in the first round. That second draft pick, really interesting. Of course, you had the big trade with Timo Meyer. He just signed his extension with New Jersey. Well, now your first pick, that big coveted number one draft choice, you take that selection, you bring in some players as well. Mook Medulin, probably the biggest prospect in that group, and we'll see how it shakes out in the next couple of years. But pretty exciting times when you bring in two young players with big upside like these two guys. Give us your quick scouting report of Shahir Mukhamadoulin with a couple of games that he played in the AHL. Well, we talk large and we talk about being strong down the middle and a strong defense, and Mukhamadoulin is a fluid, puck-moving, good skating defenseman. He's got great size. So... When they initially acquired him, he was over in Russia. There were some talks that he's a guy who probably could have stepped into the NHL. He would have been green. He comes over, plays in the AHL, took him a game or two, and he was outstanding. He had a four-point game at one point. Um, the way he moves, the way he sees the ice, pretty exciting prospect. Now, it's going to take him a little bit of time, just like any player, but he's a piece that you're certainly going to look at in three or four years on whether the Sharks won or lost the trade. We'll start with Ted on this, but I want to hear Drew's thought on this same topic as well. Uh, is it a sign that this is a great draft to know that we'd never heard Gary Bettman ever say, we have a trade to announce? <laughs> yeah, we were we were waiting to hear something like that because there had been talk. Nobody knew what was going to happen. But I did want to jump off of what Nick said about Mukmadulin. Craig J. Button, when I spoke with him when that trade was made, said that he was ahead of where Brent Burns was at the same age. And I know that can sound relatively hyperbolic and that's a lofty thing to throw out there, but I feel like Craig didn't put that out there for nothing because he knows Sharks fans would understand the assessment and the comparison he was trying to make, but it is one reason to be excited. And that's another thing, like you said, we we wondered if there was going to be a trade, um, but it spoke to the decisiveness that Mike Greer has about what he was doing. We heard about the Will Smith chatter for a while now. That was no great shock. And I think it shows that, you know, Mike Greer is putting his plan into place. And now we see that he is maximizing what he was able to do in this first round. And we did see uh, the one third round pick trade says bringing in a new netminder here to San Jose, but um, it's got me very excited for tomorrow. There's a plan. I think you're, you're absolutely right. And, um, and one thing that Mike did was come in and talk about building up the prospect pool and not enough depth there. Um, and you're right about Craig Button when it comes to Mook McDoolin, because he talked to us, Danny, we were at the sitting at the dinner table for a game and he was doing the game for uh, TSN. And he mentioned that that was the guy that was NHL ready. So there are some bright spots without a doubt. There is a plan, 100%. Um, Mike has now got his, he is the GM of the San Jose Sharks and they're doing what they need to do in order to try to rebuild the Sharks. I think your point, Danny, is very well taken in the fact that there wasn't any trades, even though there was some chatter about that. Every GM that was talked to, though, after hearing, um, watching on Sportsnet uh, here in Canada, they were asked, well, was there any talk about, and Doug Armstrong said it. He had three picks in the first round, and Doug Armstrong, the St. Louis Blues general manager, said, yeah, there was some talk, but we were very confident, he's saying from the St. Louis News point of, point of view, that 
they had the right guys in mind. They were very confident, like every other general manager was very confident in the depth and the talent pool that was available to them in the first round. That's why we didn't see any trades because maybe the, the GMs felt so secure on the guys they were picking and they didn't want to lose that guy to the future or to another team. And then in five years go, oh, what was I thinking? Who knows what day two in the NHL draft is going to bring, but it was a very exciting day for the San Jose Sharks organization. Two outstanding prospects selected in round one, Quentin Musty, number 26, and of course, Will Smith in the top four. Thanks a lot for joining us for today's coverage of round number one, and stay tuned for more on the Sharks Audio Network. You've been listening to coverage of the NHL Entry Draft, a look at the future of Sharks hockey. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.